0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, everyone. We are sitting down today having a pretty raw and real conversation about something that you've probably heard of going on in on social media for a lot of women around the world right now. And we're coming into this conversation very unjudgmentally. This is an important conversation to have, but I also don't want anybody feeling shame about their choices in their life. I don't want anybody to ever feel like they made the wrong choice or potentially have harmed themselves in this way. This isn't really what this is. And I also don't want to invalidate the feelings and story of our guest and how her story is truly her story and your story is yours. But I'm really excited because today we have Roxanne West here. And she is going to be sharing her story through a pretty a pretty incredible journey that she's had recently. I don't really want to tell her story for her. So I'm really excited to welcome you, Roxanne. Hello. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. And uh, tell us who you are. Tell us what you do if people don't already know who you are,
1: which would be shocking, but... <laughs> kind of give that intro and tell us your story. Alrighty. I'm Roxanne West. I am a local Canadian blogger. I've been blogging since I was 19. I'm 31 wow. now. So wow. Yeah, I started in New Zealand when I was just traveling on my own. And then my readers, I guess, followed me along traveling as a 19-year-old to now being a mom of two, mm-hmm. flipping houses, um, doing, you know, the blog thing full-time. Mm-hmm. And recently, I basically shared something on my Instagram that I never thought I would ever share because as you know from yeah. being friends with me that we I don't really share stuff like this on my social no. media. Yeah. It's pretty intense, but on December 6th, 2019, I decided to have an explant surgery. So can you explain what an
0: explant surgery yes. is? Because I said explant the other day, and and somebody was like, what's an explant?" <laughs> exactly. And I was like, "Oh, I guess I I got so used to hearing the word, but yeah, because of what social media, especially, yeah.
1: you know, it's n- it's not new to us, I guess, these days. But I even had that same situation mm-hmm. to a family member in their late fifties who were like, "Pardon me," yeah. and because it's, I do find it's something that's really popular. Well, popular might not be the word, but something that's really going on right now with people in their early thirties. Yes just to the type of implant. But what explant is, it's removing your breast implants. Okay. So it was a big decision that I had to make, well, that my husband and I made because it is an investment. Mm -hmm. Not an investment. It's an expensive surgery if you choose to go out of country. After a ton of research, I mean, like, falling down the rabbit hole, literally. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, when I—I don't know what you're like, but when I get into a topic, like, I I go full throttle and I learn everything I can about it. And this was so raw because it was something that had to do with my own body. It wasn't just friends or family. You know, this personally affected me. And I fell down this rabbit hole, learned so much. Things that I felt like I already should have known, but maybe I was just a bit naive to— And I found out that basically our best options are three top surgeons in the States. Oh, wow. They are the only ones on paper who actually guarantee full capsule removal. So when you get an explant, you're not just wanting to get out the implants, but you're wanting to also get the capsules out that build up around an implant. So so I've seen images of these. Yes, they're gross, right? They're
0: they're shocking. So my first experience ever hearing about explant was from somebody I followed on Instagram who talked through her story and shared a photo of what her implants looked when it came out. And it looked honestly, similar to a placenta. It was like wrapped in this like a bloody tissue. Is it... Is it more like
1: the body has attacked the breast implants? That's implant, 100% so what it itself is. itself to it? Okay. Yep. So anytime you put something foreign in your body, your natural, your body's natural response, that's how amazing the human body is, is to fight that foreign entity and it protects itself. So with breast implants specifically, because of course we are not given in any anti-rejection drugs to mm. combat this type of reaction our body makes. So the body will build a capsule around your implant. Now, your body fights this capsule that is fighting that implant. So it, oh. it's this its this huge effect that it does on your body. But depending on how long these implants and capsule have been in your body, that's when you see on Instagram, if someone were to look up just the explant hashtag, you'll see all these different types of looking capsules. Mine were very red, bloody looking. But you'll see some that are white, that are very chalky looking and yellow. Some have mold on them. Some have cancer growth on them. It's pretty shocking. Like you said, I was lucky enough that I found out that mine had no malignant cells Okay. because every time, well, this surgeon specifically, I can't say to all of them, but you're required to send them off for pathology testing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they take away the implants as well because they're a biohazard. At the end of the day, they have to be sealed off and everything. And that was in my body. Yes, but my implants came out intact, which is what my surgeon guarantees because they were obviously intact in my body, which they Mm -hmm, verify mm -hmm. beforehand. And they removed the full capsule. But she not only removed the capsule, she removed scar tissue that had built up from behind my capsules that were on my second, fourth, and sixth ribs. She had to cauterize it off of like above my lungs. Some women have scar tissue, some women, sorry, not Scar tissue. Some women have capsule because it's moved around so much if their implant has leaked that the body continues to build capsule around those leaked areas. So, my surgeon specifically has talked about how they've taken capsule out from women's collarbones, from around their underarms, because it just floats around up in their chest.
0: So, why do you think it is that we're suddenly discovering this now? I just heard that in 2019, they now have identified and acknowledged that breast implant illness is real. Mm-hmm. and it happens to the current stat is around one in three women. So there are women who will get a breast implant and not experience what many people are. Mm-hmm. But again, this doesn't invalidate what so many women are getting and it does welcome the conversation of, hey, your body, your choice, but here's exactly what is real and what's going on. And this is a risk. This is a huge risk. It is a one in three. And you know what? Still, if people want to go for it, all the power to you. But we do want to hear these kinds of stories just a little break to talk about one of today's sponsors as well. This one I'm incredibly excited about because I don't think the time could be any more relevant for something like this. So I'm going to tell you today about Kiwiko. So Kiwiko, it's so cool guys. I don't even know how to like get into how cool this is. And you're going to want to listen up if you have a child, a grandchild, a niece a nephew or a little cousin, anybody who is currently learning at home. If you think it's impossible to get a kid to put down their cell phone, their video game and do something that's good for their brain, you're are wrong. It is completely possible. So let's take a second to talk about KiwiCo because they are science and art subscription box for kids tested by kids. And it's more fun than any game they can play. I was actually so surprised when I went onto their website, we're actually just ordered our first box going and exploring through some of the different age categories. You can have so many different types of projects where you want to tinker one or a doodle one. We were just really enjoying some of the promise that these projects have that come with it. So with so many kids at home right now, I think it's the perfect time to introduce something like this. Your child can get super cool hands-on science and art projects delivered to their door every month. What kid doesn't love to get mail, especially right now? You'll be so surprised at how high quality materials are as well. They are real engineering science and art projects aimed towards children. So you can do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. And when they're finished, watch their confidence be as big as their smile as they enjoy what they have made. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative and new things to keep your children busy and challenged outside of school. And KiwiCo solves that problem. And you can spend quality time together while you tackle the projects. There are different crates for kids of all ages, so there's something for every kid on your list. And you can actually learn about individual projects from the KiwiCo store as well if you don't want to commit to a whole subscription. And there is no real commitment. You can pause or cancel at any time. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or the kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on Select Crates at Kiwico.com forward slash papaya. That's kiwi ocom com forward slash P-A-P-A-Y-A. Now let's get back to the show. When it comes to kind of like the breast implant illness and what we're seeing happening so much now, is there something that you've learned that is like shifted in the industry that caused that? Or is it just the fact of exposure and information?
1: I think it's a little bit of both, to okay. be honest. I mean, I, I've i had two sets of implants. Okay. So a lot of people don't know that part of my story. I was given a bunch of money from family when I turned 18. You and I have talked about how I was mm-hmm. super insecure about my body mm-hmm. growing up. I mean, I'm pretty sure at 14, I was like, I can't wait till I grow up and get implants. Like oh, it was I used something- to say it, after I had kids, I was like, yeah. I was getting my refill. But that's what I mean, much right? Of my so, normal language. And it, I don't think for a lot of us it ever really triggered that, you know, maybe that's a bad idea or there could be consequences. Mm. But FDA is now making it a black box item as well. So it's going to be as obvious on these implants as it is a cigarette package. Okay. Because you're not given okay. that kind of information. Yes. I mean, you'll get five pages, perhaps, of fine print. But I mean, what 18 year old is really going to, you know, dig through that paperwork? And the risks, they don't outline how drastic they really are. I mean, it doesn't say you could get lymphatic cancer and nine women now have died from breast implants. So that's a serious statistic as well. So when I had my first set at 18, after breastfeeding two kids, one of them popped and it was a saline implant. And I was always under the impression that saline implants were the, the safest of implants. And a lot of women are given that kind of information. But what they don't understand is that saline implants are held together by a silicone shell. So when I had them replaced, no doctor can take out a capsule from around an implant mm. through your nipple. And I did both times through my nipple because you can do an areola yes. incision. Yeah. So when my doctor took out my second set, which I actually did silicone gel, lucky enough, it wasn't the ones that the FDA are now banning. Not banning, they're recalling them oh, okay. So actually I actually have a lot of friends who have those. And those are the ones that are linked you to the lymphatic being recalled cancer. And they're literally in your body. So that means yeah. like you're, you, you would have to get the surgery. But the thing is a lot of these women's for example, if you're Canadian, it's covered to go get it removed, but they don't guarantee full capsule removal. So you could get them out and then a year later still be sick because you have capsule in your body that has mold on it or cancer cells. You know what I mean? It's really scary. All leaking into your lymphatic system. So we're finding out now things that we didn't know like silicone implants or the silicone shell. They have ingredients in them such as epoxy, platinum, aluminum, a lot of really scary ingredients that can't even be in household items anymore. Are there alternative ones? Are there safer ones? There's no safer implant, but what my surgeon specifically does is fat transfer. I've read about fat transfer.
0: I've heard that that's how, I don't want to like drop names, but how people get like the, the butt lift thing is like a fat transfer. So that way, if your body could break it down, that's the thing though, right? Of course, like fat can go anywhere. It can like mm-hmm. travel through your body Can go to exactly. places like for sure. But, but that I is have an read option. But that, that is like it, mm-hmm. if it's the, something that you are considering that would be,
1: you know, the safer option. Yeah. And for us, like how we were talking about how is it just exposure right now? I found out through my surgeon who was a big part of the Cleveland Clinic, like this surgeon Dr. Fang. not to drop names again, but yeah. she was at Yale at 16 years old. Whoa. And what I loved about her and the three other surgeons in the states that I was considering for my explant is these people refuse to put in implants. So there's a lot mm. of people locally that will Take them out, but one, they don't guarantee full capsule removal, and two, they're still putting breast implants in, and the kinds that you wouldn't put into a body, knowing the things that we know now. But I found out that breast implant illness actually first arose in the industry as a potential risk in the late '60s. Really? So that you know what I mean. That's when you can get into all the details of you know is this a big conspiracy and blah blah blah. But I mean, after all the research that I did, like this wasn't a first a first mm. time talking about breast no, implant illness. of course not. Um, but the
0: power of social media
1: now. We, oh yeah, you we can't hide anything now. You yeah, can. exactly. Yeah. We're, we're news anchors now, yeah. right? Just yeah, sharing yeah. topics. But um, I personally, I did it, I feel like I did it for One Health, I mean, I have two kids. I want to be around for a long time. I don't mm-hmm. want to do, I don't want to keep something in my body that I know for a fact could be causing cancer. True. Um, or could be causing an autoimmune disease, which is the top issue people are having right now. Right. I had symptoms that, you know, they weren't like life-threatening, I would say, and they weren't inhibiting me from living my life. But I had skin ailments. I had random edema, crazy rashes I would get randomly, which we learned was my body basically screaming out. I had crazy convulsions in my chest. Anytime I would get cold, my chest would tighten so much. And because I had implants under the muscle, it's pulling three pounds of weight against my most vital organs, right? Mm. I used to sing a lot growing up. I was the lead in musicals and I found that I couldn't even get my breath the way I used to. I would run up and down a flight of stairs with the kids just doing normal mom stuff and be short of breath. And that was the first thing I I experienced after they were out of me was I, I was could take say. a deep breath. And like, even when I sing now, my kids are like, wow, you can hold a note even longer. And so there's a and bunch it's of been, i mean, I'm how noticed. many years is that? How many years did you have them in? So 18 until three years ago. I mean, oh my gosh, sometimes I forget how old yeah, like yeah, my yeah. age, but I had, I had my sailing ones in for 10 years, which you are supposed to change them every 10 years. And a yes. lot of people aren't doing that either. Yes. And well, they start expensive. to deteriorate. They literally start to deteriorate well, And Well, I think a
0: lot of times, like to be fair, it comes down to like accessibility for a lot of people. They may have had their disposable income and at a younger age and then they got married and they had kids and that income isn't there anymore. And this is what is so heartbreaking for so many. And and I was talking to a woman, she's a small shop owner and she makes these earrings. It's called Naughty Toddy. And you may have seen it in my Instagram stories are like these little macrame miniature plants, but she has her shop and she's creating to save for her ex-plant because- it isn't covered. So I
1: can't Im- She's like, I'm a mom. Like she's got a kid. Well, let's be real. It was $11,000. Like, yeah. It was yeah. double what it would be to get implants. And that's because that nice? I went it's to It's a Cleveland. much bigger
0: surgery too. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I was lucky enough that with my line of work, I can build it into a travel feature. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my stuff, like my stay was taken care of and stuff. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine, you know, and I'm lucky that my mom was at home with my kids. And yes. so between my husband and her, they could take care of things. Like there are a lot of women that are needing to leave and go to, there was a young girl there from Australia. And the doctor that had put in her implants didn't believe that she was sick and she was on her deathbed. And so she flew to Cleveland from Australia to get them out. And you're there for at least five days because you have drains put in after because they have to take out all of that blood and that tissue before you can actually leave. So- Goodness. It's a big expense. That's understandable. It's a big expense.
0: Yeah, and you know, I've seen a lot of people when they talk about their explant, they have this before and after photo of like within 24 hours how like inflammation has left them. Mm-hmm. I always wonder if that's like a glamorization for people, or like, did you notice things that quickly? Like, did your body actually was it noticeable beyond just like finding you could catch a breath because that feels like more of a physical thing? Mm-hmm. But like, did you notice changes physical? That
1: yeah, that fast. Um, so. When it talks about lungs too, they test your lungs before they your surgery mm. and my lungs were working at the capacity of a fifty year old. So that was one thing as well, right? And I'm not a smoker. You know yeah. me. Like yeah. I, I no. live probably one You're, of the healthiest lives yeah, out of the people I know. I don't even drink alcohol really. I don't smoke. Yeah. I eat super healthy. I'm very yeah. active. So things like that to me were like, what? Like for all of these people in the world that are doing so much in their lives to live a healthier lifestyle and to find out that something you weren't even really it wasn't even on the table. It's mm. Something that could making could be making you sick. So you're doing all these things to step forward, but really you're taking five steps back every time. Yeah, yeah. But when I woke up, I was still really sore. So when I say I could breathe, I could breathe, but it wasn't necessarily easy. I mean, I just had a serious chest surgery, surgery yeah. and she repaired my muscle. Right. So for two weeks, I was telling you, I. I had to have my arms tied down. I remember you were saying so that. You're like, I can't I think I sent live, you a picture yeah. too. Yeah. Like, so I, I literally lift. couldn't raise my arms. Yeah. I was a T-Rex for two weeks. <laughs> and then for six weeks, the kids thought it was hilarious. And then six weeks after that, I couldn't lift, push, or pull anything over five pounds. So wow. I mean, when I woke up, I could breathe. I knew that, but it was still strenuous. Yes. But I mean, I could feel that there was more capacity there to, yeah. to get more air. The whites of my eyes were pristine white. Wow. And I didn't think my eyes weren't white. But that mm. was, so two of my girlfriends came with me to take care of me Aww. for four days until Craig came and took over so that he could work. And my one girlfriend that came, Emily, she was actually the one who took care of me after my implants. So it was- What a cute So she's like, friend. I've showered oh, you before. Gosh. If you need to wipe your bum, don't worry. That's why
0: I love about friends who are like that though. They just Ugh. show up for you, like no matter what it is that you're doing, like probably was supportive of you back then, supportive of you again. Like it's just really nice. And because they care. Sometimes we make life decisions and they're not always the best ones and that's usually when we need friends the most. Oh, 100%. And not to say that that wasn't a good decision for you at the time or a bad decision for you at the time. Like I think that it was just a decision. It was part of your life and, and it was she part showed of your up. story. Mm-hmm. And she was there for you and yeah. then there for you again, not sitting there being like, "Well, you shouldn't have gotten it done." And yeah, told yourself. so. Right? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> it, it's so it's so important that friendship can can really be so so, I sound so Canadian. So, so That rock. But like flex, yeah, like mm-hmm. that rock. And yet like so like moving through life with you, not, you know, not staying in one place. And and I really, really love that for you. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you just came home from a vacation. You are still fresh out of surgery. We need to talk about the fact that regardless of how unnarcissistic we try to be and how we kind of go through these things, this is a huge surgery. Like my mom has always talked about you know, certain parts of our bodies, like, you know, sometimes it's your hair and something like we have these like things that like we actually start to blanket. They are a little Mm -hmm. bit. And they are also like, they feel like part of our identity. Your body has been one way since you were 18 years old Mm -hmm. and now it's drastically different very, very quickly and by choice, but that can't be easy on your mental health or what that looked like. So talk us through your emotions through these last couple months and healing from it.
1: Oh, and you you hit it on like this. It was a security blanket because at the end of the day, I didn't dislike the way my breasts yeah. looked with implants. I really didn't. I mean, um, I probably should have worn a bra, which I didn't realize after. So I had like a nice natural sag, but that whole vein part of me always wanted that fold because I never had a full enough breast to mm. really have a fold because mm-hmm. I was 18. I probably wasn't even fully developed when I yeah. got implants. Like that's the scary part, but I was a small bee. Yeah. But they they were just out, up and out, you know, before kids <laughs> got at them. Yeah, And so I, I liked having fuller breasts. I always yeah. did. I always dreamed of having that hourglass body and mm-hmm. I loved it. But once I found out how toxic they were, that's when I started looking at them differently and not disliking my body, but I wanted them out. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted mm-hmm. them out so badly. And just to go back on like how I felt after, as soon as they were out, inflammation was gone.
0: Really? Because I
1: always had swollen feet, swollen ankles. I would get random numbness in my hands. None of that has come back. So, I mean, that was nice to lose a bunch of inflammation. My skin Mm -hmm. wasn't as puffy on my face because Mm -hmm. I felt like I was always puffy. No, you're glowing. Like you're glowing. I know you just came back from vacation, (laughs) but still. Uh, And I had crazy dermatitis on my scalp. It's completely gone. Wow! So things that had really bothered me on the surface for a while, those were gone. But when it comes to my mental health, I think for the first two weeks, I was too busy just surviving.
0: Yeah, well, you're Um, in surgery recovery, right? So you don't really have a chance to be selfish about it. I never filled the
1: prescription for the drugs for pain management because I wanted to take care of this as naturally as possible. Okay. This surgeon makes sure that you eat vegan two weeks before and two weeks after. So even that, I noticed, like, it helped my healing. So much. Not wow. that I had something. Well, I did have something to compare because my healing was very different after getting implants. Okay. But I mean, I think I was too busy just like trying to get better because I wanted to get home, right? Mm. And the quicker you heal, the faster your drains come out. And I couldn't leave Cleveland until my drains came out. And you know me, I'm like, I'm with my kids all the yeah. time. Home <laughs> school. Like, I homeschool. Yeah. Like we're together yeah. all the time. So that would be really hard. That was the hardest part emotionally right after the surgery. Right. And then coming home. I cried the first day. It was the first time I cried. I I Mm. hear a lot of women cry after surgery because they just feel that relief of them being gone. And I didn't even get sick after surgery like I did. Like, this doctor is amazing. I had, like, my own personal nurse. They brought me a smoothie. Physically, I felt great. I felt sore, but Mm. I felt great. Like, I could still go to the bathroom. I could still kind of brush the ends of my hair. When I got home that first day… I don't know if it was just from not being around the kids for a while, but like I'm very touchy and lovey. Like we're always hugging. We're always cuddling, always picking up my kids, whether they're five and seven. I don't care. I'll pick them up as long as I can. (laughs) And I couldn't pick them up. Mm. So like, I feel like I'm going to cry right now. But like I bawled that day and it was the first day. I think there was just so much going on. Craig went back to work. The kids wanted this and that. And my mom was trying to talk to me about something. And I just was like, stop. Yeah. Yeah, and Noah was kind of upset. Why can't you pick me up? And I was I was I didn't want to tell them that I had an explant. So they yeah. know that something yeah, yeah, inside yeah. Mommy was making her sick and it had to come out. Mhm. But I'm not about to put that in their heads. That that's no, what it's people a big conversation, no, and they're too yeah, young. and yeah, I, I don't want. That's fair. Kids say the darndest things. Like we were out for dinner recently, and my one of my best friends, her husband had a brain tumor taken out last year, and so the kids were talking. And lucky, luckily, it was just our two families. But he's like, my dad had his brain cut open this summer, and my kids were like, my mom's boobs came out. So I'm like, oh my the last thing I need my kids to understand <sighs> is like, mommy had implants and they were I don't know like not that not that I'm embarrassed because no. I'm not. I mean you and I talked about how even sharing it on social media I was worried about judgment. Yeah. But it, I think that was more because my my blog and my brand is so natural and health mm-hmm, focused mm-hmm. and very PG. I mean like I don't even swear on my stories and people know that and that's why they can watch it with their little kids. Yep. yep right. Yep. And I've never I think the most I've talked about is when we shared a story where you like with yep. lips and yep, stuff like yep, that. But yep. That's about as far as I've gone. Yeah so this was a big thing. No one even knew I had implants. Like a lot of my DMs are, I had no idea you even had implants because I never showcased it.
0: Right. Um, And and that's, you know what? This is, this comes down to like one of those things too, when people are like, they talk about oversharing. We also live in an age where we're very, we have a lot of access to people, but that doesn't demand that you share it all. exactly, And so I think you shared what you had capacity for and what you wanted. And I I know how freaking hard that was for you. It was so funny for those listening because she actually pre-sent me her caption and it was so beautifully written. And I was like, by the way, I know you're not, I know you're kind of new to like writing long captions. There is a limit
1: on how many words <laughs> you can do. You might We're have to gonna shape We're going to need to shorten down. this up or but put it in common. It was,
0: and did you have any judgment?
1: No, actually I didn't. You and I, I was worried and I didn't, it was all positive. And, the floodgates opened, yeah, and I can tell you, eighty percent of the people that messaged me were other women wanting to get their implants out yeah. that needed guidance, yeah, um, and it, or women that were just like, I had some people that were just so emotionally drained because they fell down the rabbit hole too of mm, learning about implants now and being like, yeah. why did I do that? And and like we said, it's not to make you feel crappy because I did go through that stage where I felt so stupid, mm, and it's sad to say that, but I my husband had to like you know, snap me out of it because I was like, I'm someone who doesn't do this, who doesn't do that because I know what it can do to your body. And here I am with this and me knowing that my body's fighting it 24-7. It's a foreign thing that I did to myself. And then looking at myself being like, I'm raising a daughter and I want to raise her to say you're perfect the way you are. Like, I don't want her to grow up thinking that she's not perfect because, Mm. you know, that's how we see our kids. And I was like, how can I look at her and tell her that if, you know, I'm, not the same. If I, if I can't feel the same way about myself. So when you talked about how mentally, how I felt after that, this was silly of me, but of course we booked a trip to Hawaii six weeks after my surgery. And I had been warned by fellow explant women who were like, I did not even like what I was looking at until four months after. Mm. But I was like, you know what? It'll be okay. It's going to be a healing place for me. Roxanne decides to order bathing suits and try them on five weeks after surgery. Bad idea. I cried. Yeah, and I don't even think it was because of how they looked. Because I don't care that they're tiny. I really don't. Like I've embraced that. But it's yeah, little things are kind of cute too. But they don't look the same. They don't right now because they're healing. Right, like I have a big scar underneath both of them that were like very well done because she put them right under the fold for me. Yeah. But because I had so much scar tissue behind my areolas because of them going in and out twice for incisions it's your body shouldn't go through that. There was so much scar tissue. She had four inches in total of like root. So when I would breathe, I would feel like there was a root pulling from behind my nipple to the capsule because that's what was happening. Wow. So she had to completely get all of that scar tissue out because it's not good for your body either Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and repair the backs of my nipples. So my areola's, even though they shrunk back to their normal size, which I'm very happy about mm-hmm. because they expand, obviously, oh, okay. the implants. But my nipples look a little bit different right now because they still haven't healed from her cleaning yeah. up all that yeah, scar yeah, tissue. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky. And I don't want to sound rude, but like Craig has been so supportive. Like yeah. when he helped me take my bandages off with my yeah. mom and I thought he was going to be traumatized because they looked like I had been beaten up. And he was like, they look perfect. You look great. I'm so happy for you. And like- I was like, thank gosh, because I know some women who are going through stuff right now where their husbands are not even supportive of them taking them out. Like they're like, I'm well, it dying, can be hard, right? Yeah, and like, they're just like, well, if you don't have big boobs, I don't want to be with you anymore. And Craig was the one who was like pushing for me, and even, yeah, even what, what was I saying? He's like, you're healthy. He was talking in the waiting room with other husbands who were there with their wives, and he was like, this is her health. Like, w- would you just leave them in? Like, it's it's a matter of health. It's not about oh, I don't want them anymore because they're not trendy. Like it was, yeah. It, it wasn't, obviously it's not a vanity. It wasn't a vanity decision To drop this 11 time. grand, yeah. But
0: it, I mean, it's also, it, it is hard and it is kind of a relationship thing too. Oh and yeah. I can only imagine the women who have gotten to know their spouses in the worst way mm-hmm. or their partner in the worst way upon seeking their health and figuring out that this is potentially, you know what, there's a lot of different things. Some, some women are very thin because of eating disorders. And when they have to make the decision to heal, there might be weight gain involved. And you know mm-hmm. what, partners- like there is a health factor and partners are part of that like they 100% that support is really really important it's really scary too like your most intimate human is going to be that partner for you it well it's yourself first and then that Partner. So, I mean, the rest of us aren't going to see your nipples. The rest of us aren't going to. But I mean, even bathing suit shopping, like, I, I can only imagine, like, I think that there is there's something that I've read before that, regardless of what your recovery is, when your
1: body has changed, there is actual grief that happens. 100%. I, I can totally attest to that. Yeah. And it was funny because when I was trying on bathing suits, I went from a double D to a full A. And I okay. mean, like, I'm smaller than what I was before getting implants. And they're different from nursing two kids. Yes. Expanding and shrinking and then going through what it's gone through now. But I tried on this halter deep plunge one piece and Craig was like, that is my favorite. And I was like, this is like the, the flattest I could possibly look, but he was just, <laughs> he loved he's, he's look on so you. proud of it, right? Yeah. And the kids have finally seen me because I was worried because, uh, I mean, I change in front of them. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not shy that way. And I think it was harder for Noah. I remember one day he came up into the bedroom and he was like, mommy's boobies are gone. And Craig was like, no, they're not, buddy. They're not all the way gone. So he was like being protective of me. But I mean, they've now seen me. Now it's not a thing. Like there's no more questions. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm, Alice sometimes mm-hmm. would be like, I'm sad that you had to go through that. And I'm like, It's okay, baby. But I mean, there was a grieving process. And I I think it was just the confidence. I didn't grieve the breast implants or the size. I I was grieving how confident I felt with them. Mm. Even though like when I think about it, like… I can sit properly now. Like, that was heavy. Yeah, they didn't give you your confidence,
0: but that's definitely an identifiable thing. thing that mm-hmm. you would think that that is, right? Just when I totally would try on t I liked
1: having like just, uh, and even though they sagged a little bit, like I just liked having that heavier yeah. chest. Like, I don't yeah. know what it was. It was yeah. just, it was a mental thing. And so I grieved that. But yeah, trying on bathing suits was was super difficult and it still is. Like Hawaii, meanwhile, like that trip looked like the trip of a lifetime, it was. But I had to put away a bunch of the clothes that I packed because Mm -hmm. every time I tried them on, I cried. Yeah. Because I was like, it's it's not, it's too soon, first of all. I Mm -hmm. need, you're supposed to give your body at least six months to a year to actually heal from an explant. I mean, before they even look, you know, bunny ears normal. Yeah. I only know the word in French. (laughs) (laughs) Quotation marks. Oh my gosh. But I mean, what's normal at the end of the day? Yeah. But my point is like, I did it too soon and I- don't rush. You know what I mean. Like well, a healing process shouldn't be rushed, mentally or physically. But I mean, true. I tried to rush it just because I was like, I'm part of the itty bitty club now, and I'm gonna rock these. And I've only really liked sports bras on me. So okay, because you, of, know it. you you feel. Not to interrupt you, but no, no, no. When there's a thick, a thick entity between your basically your rib cage and your most vital organs and your outer breast tissue, it, it was like I was wearing like competitive sports gear. You know what I mean? Interesting. And yeah, so yeah, when yeah. that was gone, I remember them telling me, you're gonna want a padded wireless push-up bra after this. And I was like, well, I, I never wore bras ever. Oh. Yeah. And they were like, I was like, well, what if I don't want they're like they said it in a nice way, they're like, you're gonna you're gonna want to. And I was like, oh okay. So my mom gave me this like padded sports bra and it's pretty much the only thing I feel comfortable in because I feel naked without even the littlest bit of padding because that That's skin is so, so thin now. Yeah, feel almost yeah. uncomfortable, right? And it's not- like, for, almost
0: too intimate to your yeah, chest. it's
1: not for size at all. Like yeah. not at all. Like even around friends and family, I don't like wear padded bras so it's not as shocking or anything mm-hmm. like that or not to spark a conversation. But it's just, I feel unsafe almost. I don't oh, know how to describe it. it. It's like I don't have- that protection. Yeah. I don't, I because I, I think mine were like 300 cc. So they weren't very large because there yeah. are some people that go a lot bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was something that was in that space and it's gone now. Let's just take a
0: second to pause and talk about one of today's sponsors, which is Go Macro. Now, normally when I'm talking about Go Macro, I'm talking about being on the go, being busy. And to be honest, with being home now, I wasn't sure how these would still fit into my lifestyle. And it's been hilarious that I even had that pause because I've been having them almost every single day. Because what I didn't realize about being at home and with all of us being at home is the amount of times I would actually need to prepare things for myself or grab something quickly, or you know, the days just are going so crazy fast, trying to condense everything, manage everybody. And I found myself grabbing for these, especially the new double chocolate and peanut butter chip. It is my favorite, but I've been having them almost every day. They're getting me through that like afternoon lull. Do you know what I mean when I say that? It just gives me that instant pickup, that energy that I need. But I want to share with you a little bit more about Go Macro. If you haven't heard me rave about them already because they are truly incredible. They have a ton of mouthwatering flavors. There is a complete assortment that you can choose from. Some that are completely nut free as well. They're certified organic. They are vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. So why do I love this new one so much? Let me just give you a little description bite into the new double chocolate and peanut butter chip. Their mouth-watering new flavor blends protein-rich peanuts, fair trade vegan chocolate, creamy organic peanut butter, and their very own house-made peanut butter chips. And just when you thought it couldn't get any better, they tossed in a handful of their delicious chocolate chips too. They're so, incredible. They're so soft and chewy. It feels like I'm having a brownie in the middle of the afternoon, which let me tell you, it's just such a good mood picker upper. And I want you to get your hands on your own as well. Get those in your cupboard. They're not going to take up a lot of space. So they're really great when we're kind of stocking up on some essentials right now. And you can head over to gomacro.com and use the code papaya, P-A-P-A-Y-A, and you're going to get 30% off plus free shipping. So that's G-O-M-A-C-R-O.com. Use that code papaya and get 30% off plus free shipping. You will not regret these. They are by far, like they might be my favorite of all time. Like I, at this point, I think I'm a little bit of a lifer, but I'm so excited for you guys to try them as well. So go head on over there, grab that coupon code, use it up, get that free shipping, get something to your door that you can enjoy through the coming weeks. And let's get back to the show. it's definitely very, very foreign. And there's a lot of different people who go through like body changes, even like breast cancer. There's a lot of like double mastectomies. Like I can't imagine like there's a lot that happens in that process. And for some people, they really have that moment of, I'm just so grateful the cancer is gone. It's out of my body. And other people are like completely grief stricken and maybe both. There's no right way to have like journey through this. But my mom was always like, always told me about like immersion therapy. Like I used to be terrified about driving on highways. And the only way I got through driving on highways was driving on highways. Mm-hmm. So how did Hawaii, once you were through it and had like those cries and had those moments, by the end of that week, did you really start to feel yourself again? Or what, are you still kind of in it?
1: No, I'm, I'm still kind of in it. And yeah. it, it could be because my period's like a second away. So that doesn't Mindless, help. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. And But like, it's funny because even my periods are different because really when I had my implants in and I would get my period, I was in excruciating pain in my chest. Like when, you know, when they Whoa. would like get really swollen. What? Like I, and I don't even feel that pain anymore. <gasps> so I, I think it was just because there was something there behind that muscle, right? Your muscle could just Everything put in is function. Just, yeah. yeah, but uh, no, I'm still in it. And I don't yeah. know if it's just because I'm, I'm depressed because we're back to the cold from Maui because I was literally re- ready to buy a house there. So- people talk about how to kick the winter blues. I'm going to be writing a blog post on how to like kick the depression after coming back from vacation. Honestly, right? we
0: came home from St. Lucia. Ah. My, my friend got married there. We came home. We landed in the biggest snowstorm we've had this winter. No. So we landed and we're like, oh, this isn't, we thought our flight was going to be canceled. So first of all, we just wanted to get home. Got home and like, we're on, as we're landing, they like warned us how turbulent it was going to be because we're literally going into a storm. All the other flights had been canceled. So we're yes, already like course. a little bit nervous that yes. this is happening. And we landed, we're like, oh, it's been mostly cleared. Like we're okay. We got home, went to bed, got up the next morning. I had to run out something to a friend of mine and I opened the front door and there was snow halfway up my door. And I was like, oh my Gosh, and you start thinking like, why rude. did I come back to this? Why? And it's yeah. so hard to come back. So I can understand why, like, even your emotions being I like you're still in it, but part of it is yeah. like that too. But I, right? am,
1: I am still going, and I I'm st- I'm only eight
0: weeks. Yeah, so it's only been two. So months. I mean, when I said at the beginning that this is very raw and real for you, mm. this is like you're literally still healing.
1: Yeah, and so I I don't know. I think I'm still in the process, and I'm still going through clothes and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know. I, f- I feel like I'm going through a a big life life shift in general. You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting getting those out and even sharing them was like a big thing for me personally. Yes. yes. I think I'm just still going with the flow, mm-hmm. I guess. Like day I by mean, day. Hey. Yeah. Like why not? some days I feel, I feel healthy. That's what matters to me. Like yeah. I feel really good and I feel like a different person in the best way. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of the materialistic part, catching up to that. Yeah. I mean, like like you said, that's 10 years of like a certain way of dressing. And that's why I wanted to share too because I was like, I want to be able to share in my stories because you and I are like that. Like we're Mm -hmm. very casual Mm -hmm. and open and I want to be like, I have a story that I'm sharing where it's like this was a bathing suit that I tried on and I just wasn't comfortable wearing it. Or like this was a big deal for me to wear this and and tell them why. Like I wanted people to come along on the journey to know why I'm dressing differently. Maybe why... Um, I'm sharing why this was hard to wear, or which is so great
0: because I think for a lot of people, when we hear these stories, a lot of times i've I've noticed that people are really highlighting the positives of it because you don't want it to, you don't want to bring out a lot of negatives. And that's not wrong. But even in a health decision, even in something that was a good step for you, doesn't mean that it's entirely perfect and that it looks really clean and that it's a really, overall amazing experience mm-hmm. it was probably a necessary step for you but doesn't make it any less hard and i and i think that that's a really important thing that you are sharing kind of both sides and sharing those insecurities even if they're surface level and you're like the bigger picture is that i'm healthy and well but also i'm still struggling with like that my breasts are totally different totally now, different and i'm relearning what my body looks like and i'm dealing with those insecurities i'm dealing with that body grief and we're moving through recovery mm-hmm. like that that looks very it looks exactly how it's going to look for you and your story. And it might be completely different than what we've experienced watching explants online and these different stories. But I guess you don't, you don't have the little bags to like take
1: your picture with. as everyone does. I didn't want them because they're a biohazard. Yeah. So my, the nurse was like, you don't want those because no. some people are going through class action lawsuits now. And if you actually tamper with them after you could be disqualified. So oh, they destroy them. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I, I didn't want to do that specific picture, but I, she was like, we don't recommend taking them. She's like, yeah. they need to be in a biohazard bag. One woman actually brought them home and her dog died from eating them. So you know what I mean? There's risks. Oh. But what I was going to add is that like part of this journey of my healing is I'm learning to love myself in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Like I need to, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's a daily struggle. Like it's something I need to, you know how we work to be better people every yeah. day and I work to be a better mom every yeah. day. I need to work every day to love myself for what it looks like now and appreciate what it went through. Even if exactly. I did that to myself. Yes. It's not just like... It's a forgiveness. It's a bit yeah. of an act of forgiveness
0: too, right? And we talk a lot about self-love and what I always try to remind people is it's an, it's an emotion, not an emotion. Mm. So this is like, this is tangible steps you're taking in love that is action. And that feeling is going to be fleeting. Sometimes it'll be there. Sometimes it won't. It's a roller coaster. It's all freaking valid. I feel the same way about going through, you know, body recovery stuff. <laughs> I mean, everyone's always like, you're so confident and you, like, you're so great about your body. And I was like, yeah, not all it's the, not to- all the time. It's not all the time. I'm actually like... I, I actually don't, I don't walk around being like, man, I look so good. I love my body <laughs> all so <the> much. <laughs> like, no, it's still uncomfortable sometimes. There's good it's and bad still, days. There's still days where I can't explain why I miss feeling the bones of my hips. I can't explain that. And I know it's wrong and I know it's weird, but like, I got to go through that. I got to mm-hmm. go through those feelings too, because they are so valid. And I'm not going to lie to people and be like, it. it come, we've had this conversation about like toxic positivity, just being yes. like, it's all good. It's so great on the other side. You just got to get here here mm-hmm. and everything is better. I'm like, no, confidence is a choice for me. I have to choose to live beyond my body. I have to choose to live with that discomfort of, you know, softness on my hips. You're going to have to choose to live with this difference in your body and going past that. And like you said, growth beyond who you, like who you are and the self-love journey beyond what you look like, mm-hmm. but also struggling with what you look like. They're yeah. both valid. And I, and I think we they really, don't disqualify each other. They don't yeah. disqualify each other. And it makes it really, makes it really tricky when we have these conversations for so many because they're like, well, if you loved yourself, then you should just be fine. And I'm like, that's not really how it is.
1: It's not that easy. And it's not that
0: way for everybody. And we all have a different journey and a different story. And I think that that's kind of what's cool about it all and cool about the human experience is that we can go through the exact same things and have completely different results,
1: completely different stories and completely different outcomes. And And that's okay. That's okay. And I think it's a matter of being grateful too. Like one thing I Craig and I keep telling like cuz Craig's with me when I have those moments in the bathroom. Yeah. It's after I shower and I'm like, "What the hell?" Like yeah. they you know, cuz some days they actually look worse and some day they look better and he was like, "You're healthy. Like yeah. we have to just be grateful that you're healthy that if if say 5 years down the road that could have caused lymphatic cancer or yeah. some type of issue with me, like I've prevented that now. Yes. Properly and successfully. And so there are some women who don't have the choice. You know what I mean? They yeah. have to take out their breast tissue because of breast cancer. Yeah. I have a friend who passed away last year from breast oh, cancer. Sorry. Thank you. But but that's what I mean. There are women yeah. who don't have nipples anymore and they don't yeah. have any breast tissue at all. You know what I mean? And yeah, that doesn't mean to say that what I'm feeling is stupid or mm-hmm. silly because of the vanity and all. But I mean- everyone's going through a different journey with their breasts. And it's just like what you talk about. Your body doesn't make who you are as a person. And that's what I need to remember and remind myself and teach that to my kids that, you know, I wasn't a better person because I had bigger breasts and I'm not a bad person if I… I'm sad that they're a little bit smaller right yeah, now, exactly. right? Um, oh, and that's like such you said, a good point. But everyone's going through a different journey. Like yeah. you said and I think something that everyone can try to take from that is just being grateful. Mm. You know, like I'm grateful for my health. I'm, gra- I'm grateful that I had the choice yes. to take them out and that I had the knowledge I had access to what I did. Yes. And I'm just I'm just hopeful that more people will be educated. Like it, that, it's going to be more accessible. The yes. education on, yes. you know, the truth behind them, and yep. that it's it's not just going to be something so simple as just get them. There's no big deal. Yeah, and I just hope that more accessibility for women who are getting them out in Canada. It's just done properly, even. Yes, but that more women can support each other. Yes, right. and that exactly like what we talk about in whatever journey they're going through. That yep. it's it's not wrong to feel these types of feelings.
0: Absolutely, and this is why. Like I know it's been so hard for you in sharing all of this. Like I don't take it for granted at all that you're even sharing about it today. But I know that you're doing it because you do want people to have more information you're, you're kind of putting yourself out there, not comfortably, very uncomfortably, because you know, this might actually help somebody and we can it can maybe facilitate better conversations. It can maybe facilitate somebody else's healing, even if their healing looks a lot more like yours and less like the ones they've seen online. And, mm-hmm. and they really needed to hear that, right? So I really appreciate you today. Tell everyone where they can find you, where they can follow along, where they can dream over your kitchens, because they're <laughs> literally the freaking nicest uh, houses on all to the, the time. Onto the next
1: kitchen. <laughs> Onto the next kitchen. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um they can find me on Instagram at Roxanne A West mm-hmm. um, or on my blog, Bonjour Bliss Blog.com. I'm French Canadian, so that's why it's VungulPlisblog.com. We'll spell
0: that in the show yep. notes. Don't worry. I'm like, I'm not spelling <laughs> that right.
1: <laughs> and then on Facebook or Pinterest, it's just Roxanne West. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much thank for coming. You. Literally, yeah. like she
0: just like she just flew home from Hawaii <laughs> and she's here. And I'm like, I'm so sorry you're <laughs> here. But thank you. I'm really excited for people to get to know you. And if they don't already, and I just really appreciate you sharing your story. I think it's I think it's a really powerful one. And and I know it's still so raw and so new and and it's
1: important. So thank you. Thank you. And thanks for giving me a new space to share it because yeah. if I can even deter one woman at 18 years old from, you know, making a choice to change her body because she's insecure if she doesn't really need to, that's yeah. that's a goal for me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right? Well, thank you so much. And hopefully you enjoyed this conversation and we will be back next week.